Welcome to this Mother Looking Life podcast with me, your host, Dion Buckingham-Brown, a midlife mummer enjoying life as a business owner, investor and entrepreneur here to help other midlife mums create the life they want on their terms. We'll be talking mindset, marketing and money-making skills, so wherever you're at in your midlife journey, we've got your back. What are you waiting for? Let the Mother Looking podcast begin. Hi, so um, big welcome to Donna Shepherd from Words by Red Kite. Donna, tell us a little bit about who you are and what has brought you to the world of business today. Good afternoon. I am um, now a writer. I um, was a police officer and uh, got injured many, many, many moons ago and decided that um, time for a bit of a change so I followed the um, normal path I think for what police officers do and I became a driving instructor followed by um, a brief time at university um, when I disappeared off and did a degree and a master's in English with a view to writing how uh, no I'm sorry with a view to teaching however I don't like other people's children so that um, <laughs> <that's>... <laughs> after spending time with some uh interesting 15 16 year olds at high school over the course of about six months I just couldn't cope with the lack of boundaries and the zero consequences and that's just that was just you know a brief time there so I took a deep breath and said to my husband I'm going to be a writer and he just laughed at me because that's what you know he did and then he said oh you're serious so we sat down together and sort of devised the way how I was going to become a copywriter um and obviously I met you um and suddenly I was springboarded uh into this world and how's it going so far i'm about to step into my third year um and i absolutely love it yeah i um i'm a mom of one uh i say one she's 21 now but she has um limiting special needs so she uh, is um sorry dion she's anxious and she's autistic um and she struggles with a few sort of you know everyday things but uh, so that that has its moments, um, but yeah, life life is pretty is pretty good. I'm I'm thoroughly enjoying it. Oh, excellent! So it's so good to hear that you you know third third year rings. I remember when we first met, you were employed, weren't you? And um, we sat down and had this conversation about what would your ideal life look like. Uh, just share some of the things that you said, like were in your bigger vision for what Donna's life would look like. I wanted to go to India. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted to be financially independent and I think um, as a, as a mid-40s woman I'd fall into the category of husband's got the money and we sort of ran that sort of life and I didn't have my own autonomy and I felt that I'd got my hands tied a lot of the time mm-hmm. um, and so I wanted to take steps to empower myself to yeah. give myself some, some more options if you like and I think you that was your your sort of real moment for me was when you said to me you know you need this you need this you need this and some people give you advice but you were you were very um insistent in your tone and I just thought to myself this is a piece of advice that I am going to listen to because she's absolutely on it and you were and the the financial stuff with going to Starling Bank and being responsible and accountable for my own spending and my own sort of invoices and and such like was really really helpful yeah, no, and I think it's so, it's one of the elements that a lot of um, women miss, you know, especially when we've had partners and maybe come away from those partnerships. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think I was able to share that sort of information with you because I've been through the path of, you know, having 
been in a marriage and then divorced and you know because the finances are split you you're not really in control of your own things mm -hmm. so everything's shared so it was really important for me to gain back some of that control to because i had children to look after you know i had home to run i had work to go to and of course if you're reliant on maintenance money or anything like that then you are really stuck between a rock and a hard place so for me, I, I, I absolutely insist on having a pot of money or at least revenue coming in to support yourself and your children because yeah. you were in support, you know, you're in control of your own destiny. You can't wait to be, um, you know, you can't rely on other people to uh, manage that for you. You or absolutely have that control. So good on you for, for taking that advice and really yeah. setting up your own business. Yeah. So, um, absolutely. why set up another business and not go back into employment? Um, when I met you, I was um, working for a school management system company and he was a lovely bloke, but he had um, very little idea how to run a company and there was no money and there was no budget. And I just felt that I had my um, options limited because I had all these ideas to, to grow the business, but without that sort of capital, there was, there was no way of moving forward. Um, and so when I was made redundant, I just thought, I'm not doing this again. You know, I medically retired from police force. Um, and I just thought, I'm not, I don't want to be employed by somebody again. I don't want somebody else to have that authority over me. Um, I'd done some writing with Loughborough University when I was at uni mm. and, um, short stories, um, we put out a few self, um, published anthologies and things. And I just thought, can do this I can write posts and blogs and articles and I think that that taking that step then and then having that first month when somebody paid me you know and I was just like oh I've actually created that and they paid me for it and I just used my fingers so that was that was a real moment of of stepping forward and and creating a business for myself and so many businesses failed that first year Bearing in mind, I started this as we went into lockdown. So April 6th, I actually launched Red Kite, literally. And um, I just thought I can do this. So that first year, I relied on um, contacts through networking. Um, and then slowly LinkedIn has sort of grown and I've been able to pull clients in from LinkedIn as well. Excellent. Excellent. So uh, tell me about some of the fears, apprehensions, excitement <laughs> around setting up your own business. <laughs> Oh, well, first and foremost, I'm looking at the fact that I, I'm looking one way that I've got a police pension, but I'm only looking in the way that I'm limited with my mobility sometimes. Mm. So this is great. I've got a nice little chair and I've got my up and down desk and I'm, I'm set up and I've got myself ready. But the fear was that I, I'm not a can't person, but I have this thing that you can't do this. You're not going to be good enough. You know, the whole confidence issue and imposter syndrome. Oh, my God. That was that was a massive issue. And I remember talking to you about that a couple of times was I'm just not good enough. I can't do this. I'm and suddenly that word that I had spent 20 years of my daughter saying there's no such word as can't. I was telling myself that story. And then I've had people come into my life who've helped me change the story that I've been telling myself. I can do it and I am doing it. And yeah, so yeah. I think the major fear was that I couldn't do it, I wasn't good enough. You look at some of these other amazing copywriters and writers on LinkedIn and anywhere else, and they are they're so full of, of what they're doing and how they're doing. And I don't sort of I haven't inhabited that air that space yet. 
but inside me is growing this confidence of yes I am good enough and yes I can be here and yes I do deserve this platform so second time it's still it's still an ongoing process I'm not gonna lie <laughs> absolutely and I think um and it's really good that you recognize you know imposter syndrome and that feeling of not feeling good enough um has played a part because at least then if you know what it is that's holding you back you can mm. make moves to actually do something about overcoming those challenges so do you know where that fear or that imposter syndrome where it's rooted do you know where it's come from yeah i think so i think we all have um elements i think as a mom you when you become a mom the focus is taken off you which to a huge extent you know my mom and dad suddenly it was it was move out of the way and pass me the grandchild and I'm not criticizing that but it was a wake-up call because you know I'd always been the I'd always been the daughter and the you know the, the center of that and I think when I went to university and people started to ask me what do you think and you know what's your take on this and and that that was the first leap into my confidence again yeah. and bringing me back to, to life as such but I think that when I left the police force that that really did shake my tree um I was going to be a police officer until I retired which would have been in a couple of years um I was going to be a traffic cop I was going to be a dog handler and I got the dog handler paperwork and that's what made it it, it hurt it hurt a lot and I think that when you when you are then taken away from the thing that you did I was never going to be the world's most amazing police officer, but I, I played my part. I, I was I was good on the team. I had a brilliant um, shift. And I think stepping into Civiland, bearing in mind I've been a police cadet from 16, stepping into Civiland was a shock because you kind of go, what's everyone else doing? Mm. Um, and then that's when I then thought, oh, you know, your friends are doing the bits union. They've done this, this, and this, and your other friends are... I delivered pizzas for a bit, you know, I, I kind of, you kind of have to kind of start again. And, and I think now that I am a writer and I'm, I'm filling that professional writing space, mm. I still have to go, you're a professional writer. You can yeah. do it. I still have to say that to myself and I say it quite regularly. Normally when I'm doing some yoga, it's one of my, uh, my little moments of, you know, I can do this. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, when we have, like myself, you know, I was a police officer, I served 22 years, uh, as you know, and, you know, we, we're so busy, you know, because I navigated parenting and being a partner and then being this person in society and then being an employee. And you have, you wear all these hats, don't you, as a woman, um, when you go into these roles. So, of course, you know your place as a mother, you know, your place as a wife or a partner, you know, your place as an employee, you know, a police officer. But what does Donna, what does Dion look like? You know, what do we stand for? And I think that's part of the problem, isn't it? Because when I stepped out of the police force, you know, I was like fresh and shiny because all of a sudden I had no restrictions on me. I wasn't told like where I could live, you know, because as you know, you had to apply for permission to even live somewhere. To yeah, yeah, yeah. Areas, right? <laughs> you know, you haven't got to ask for permission to go to the loo. You haven't got to be, ask permission to take time off to spend time with your family. You're just totally autonomous. Um, and so everything for me was shiny, shiny, new and saying yes to all of these opportunities. But yeah, it's quite... Um, an eye opener to actually figure out who Dion is or who Donna is. 
and our place in the world as human beings and individuals rather than the roles that we play within society. Mm -hmm. so, it strips yeah. you back. It strips you absolutely back to, to basics. And I think just as you're finding it out, you get sideways with the menopause. So <laughs> I'm not even going it, there with that one because uh, I just, I just stepping on the right path, you think, I've got it. And then it's like, now yeah, foggy brain, <laughs> foggy brain, and uh, yeah, crazy, crazy moods is all I'm going to say. God, so how are you navigate? Because there are people actually that run businesses to help women who are going through um, HRT, menopause, and all the rest of it. That is their business. So, yeah. how are you managing that aspect with you know trying to deliver your product or service to your clients? <laughs> Uh, I have taken a few very deep breaths. I have been for long walks. I have swam. I've got back into exercise. Um, this year, I think, was my, um, with my back injury, I do, I do suffer a little bit sometimes with mobility. But saying that, I've always swam and I can walk. Um, so I've upped that. I've been started cycling again. Um, just trying to get some mental health space. Yeah. Um, I know it's a massive buzzword at the minute, to actually give yourself some space to breathe and think and that has really helped me to sort of focus on what's important. I've also bought an sip. I've got an enormous whiteboard here that I've tried iCal, I've tried um, all the digital um, uh, calendars. I need something absolutely in yeah. my face, slapping me every morning with, this is what you're doing today. Yeah. And I uh, um, have a, a fantastic uh, virtual assistant who really, really helped keep me on track as well. Um, but I think navigating it is is not is not easy, and you do need you need, need you know need to find whatever works for you. Whether it's a pen and paper, whether it is a digital calendar, whether it's something yeah. you know, I'm I'm on an off journal, and I think that's something that you know you and I have spoken about in the past. And I'm I'm a crap journal, and there's no other way of putting it. Um, I have all these ideas, I'm gonna I'm gonna, I'm gonna do it, and then I don't do it. Yeah, so that's something I need to work on. Okay. So, I mean, you know, a good, and that's good to recognise as well. So what do you feel you need to journal about? I and mean, people have different ideas around journaling. And um, for some, they just need to just offload everything that's bugging them, that's in their head, and they just need to get it out of the head and onto paper, and then it helps them to think more clearly. Um, others, you know, kind of use it as more of a guidance of where they want to see their life. So it's like future projection, if you like. So where am I now? And then how can I... Um, journal to create the life that I desire so that would take forming maybe affirmations and mm. uh, you know writing in the present tense for things that they want and expect to happen in the future which kind of ties brings the future into the now yeah. and then helps you subconsciously to um, create the very life that it is that you're writing about that perhaps hasn't happened yet. Mm. Um, so, you know, journaling can be used in a couple of different ways, but I think it's really important to, for organization of your mind and your thoughts to get something out onto paper, yeah. because there is a power behind, you know, pen, putting it to paper and actually writing physically. Um, there's some woo woo science around the, the benefits of doing that. So. However that appears to you, I think it's a really good idea that you mm. get those ideas out onto paper and use that. And, you know, because when you've got a racing mind as well, we have so many yeah. things to think about as midlife women, uh, parenting and everything else that we're trying to do and running the business as well. It's really good to have that organisation of mind. Mm. I don't know about you, you know, I've been working in the digital space and using digital apps and all the rest of it for the last probably six years now. And, um, you know, some work better than others. But for me, I think it's probably some 48 pen and paper. 
and the board. <laughs> it's like I'm old school. And so I've tried, I've tried yeah. the digital stuff. I need yeah. Yeah. And you just gotta do what works for you. And that, you know, as long as you've got organization, as long as you can um work to your goals and objectives and then your overall vision. So what are the mm. goals that you need to achieve for each day? Perhaps, you know, you want to do it daily, weekly, monthly, um, to achieve uh obtain each objective. So if you want to, like for me, for example, if I want to launch my online program for X, then what are the steps that I need to, to complete to get me to that point? So, you know, that's really useful for you. If you've got things that you need to, objectives and targets that you need to hit within your business, yeah, just, you know, use your whiteboard, use your pen and paper and just get it written down. So then you yeah. just tick it off. Some people, it's just easier. It's, it's not quite a to-do list. It's just an objection list, yeah. objective list write it down and get those done. It doesn't matter how long it's going to take you. If you know it's going to get, you need it done by the end of the week, whatever yeah. it takes, time doesn't come into it. It's product, it's the actual steps. So that's a, that's a good thing. It's a good thing mm. that you recognized, um, yeah, pen, paper, board, all yeah. those things. So uh, what, obviously you set up your business April, 2020. So yes. one month into lockdown, what have, been the biggest challenges for you if any uh, yeah well you, you're probably gonna laugh now. when i first my, my first one's my husband <laughs> um, he he i mean i, I say he laughed tongue-in-cheek i think he thought i was gonna write a book i think he thought that i was gonna you know that, uh, i've actually got half a book written but i haven't mentioned that one when it's a success and it's on the shelves then i shall smack him in the face with it but <laughs> until then, <laughs> Um, so uh, that was my, my first hurdle was Darren because uh, as most people is money is incredibly important in life and you know we're not here to you know anyway so I, I decided that I had got to sit and talk to him seriously about it and um, I didn't want to have a limit set on me I didn't want to have a time of you've only got to this point and then you've got to go and get a real job because that was the thing I faced was that you know, it's not a real job. So I've had to carve a path and say, no, it is a real job. I'm working for myself. And I have clients now that I that I write for. These clients pay me every month and they expect a level of service that is, in their words, want a bit of donor in it. And I think I offer a unique service in that, in that um, I am playing with a bit of ADHD. There is a, there is a slightly crazy mind going on, but that brings that level to it. And I think that the... the the challenges were not only sending the invoices out, but then getting those invoices paid and having to ask people for money and having to decide on, you know, what was I going to offer? How much was it going to be for? And, and those putting your big girl pants and saying, I am worth this. That was enormous in the first year because I didn't charge anything like what I was, what I was capable of charging. Um, and I think that that was a big challenge. That, but that comes back to the imposter syndrome and that I can't do it and I'm not good enough. So once you've stepped over that and gone, actually, I've just charged £25 for that blog and I can charge four times that and I'll pay it because it's good and I'm worth it. That was a revelation. That was a real revelation for me. So that was, I think the biggest challenge was hubby, getting over that. And then the second challenge was really just, just proving to myself that, this was doable this was something that i could create and and yes it, it you know it was gonna it was gonna work 
you've just been doing some tremendous work you know it's the third year in business now third second it'll be third starting in January. yeah it will be won't it yeah yeah so um oh, <laughs> yeah it's, it's just like you know it's an amazing feat but a lot of businesses fail within the first year let alone get to five years you know so just keep them going so what are the things that you think you're doing now so looking at things that you do now what do you think you can introduce to scale your business what, what are the things that perhaps will help you to get to the next level whatever that level may be yeah i think and you'll probably recognize this when you're a police officer you pop your uniform on and you might have a holiday booked you know you've got night shifts you know you've got day shifts you know you're working with your mates but you don't have a one year three year five year ten year plan because that wasn't how we were programmed you know not all of us obviously but my, me and my peers we weren't programmed like that that was what we did you got your PMS policies and you you saved for certain things but the bigger picture was get to retirement and have as much fun and learn as much as you can in that 30 years yeah and I think here I'm suddenly at a point now when I can say to myself right in next year I would like to achieve this and I think that for me I've been Guilty of being a little disorganised, guilty of being a little bit seat in my pants, and um, definitely guilty of saying yes, 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 and then thinking, oh, I've got to deliver that now, and yeah. I've got a stack of stuff that I've already got to do. So this year is going to be about setting some personal targets, right? What do you want to earn this year? Mm. And how are you going to make yourself accountable? Um, who are you going to work with? I would like to start working with other writers professional copywriters who can start to sort of draw their experience and if, if I've got a certain client that doesn't need a bit of Donna maybe they can start to work on that so there's there's things really to start to develop the business and to grow the business and to not not take it so um not not flippantly but I, I wasn't sort of fully oh this is words kite this is what it's going to be now I am this is words borrowed kite and this is where I want to go mm. No, it's great. And and a big part of that is understanding actually who you want to write for, who is your yeah. ideal potential client? Is that something that you're still working on or is that something that you're absolutely clear on? Now? I'm definitely working on it. I didn't want a niche. And I think that I initially started to head into the wedding industry and then very quickly reversed back out again. Mm. Not to say that I wouldn't write for it. I didn't want to write for it day in, day out. Yeah. And that was a range of clients from cakes to florists to dresses to you know planners to the lot um and that was quickly evident that that was not going to be something that I could do day in day out mm. so I did a bit of a reverse and I like to work for nice people who just trust me um I've worked with a couple of fairly um how should we put this interesting characters who have had huge expectations and demands and but not prepared to pay for it at all mm um and also not been particularly pleasant so it was having the strength i was going to say something else then but having the strength to say i'm really sorry but this is not going to work and although it was horrible because you're thinking oh they're going to pay me that much money i thought it's not worth mm. the personal trauma this is going to cause me and it would have been evenings and late nights and uh, you know delivering what the brief had said for them to go oh but we want oh but yeah so I yeah. have a, a, quite a strict policy now of I, I you know meet the people as much as I can in person 
I met a lovely lady last week at a local alpaca farm and what should have been an hour's meeting turned into three. Utterly, utterly lovely lady. Um, and I know that we'll work really well together. And I think that's the that's the essential. It's that click. It's that understanding. They get my eccentricity, a little bit of, you know, there's an erratic thing going on. They get it. They like it. And they're prepared to just kind of give me a brief and let me work with that. And I think that that that's worked really well for me. Excellent. And, you know, it has to be a real win-win situation for both parties. You know, you just described the, the, the potential client or the client that was going to put all these demands on you. And it's, you know, it's setting those boundaries between you and yeah. them and how you work and what they um, want delivered and setting those expectations. And actually, before all of that goes into place is actually... Um, understanding who you want to work with in the first place. You know, I've made mm. that mistake and, and thought, yeah, you know, I can help lots of people. And then over time, you niche down and then you look at the industries you can work for and do a really good job for and then focus in on those. And you can niche down that way. So you say that you want to work with nice people that, you know, treat you respectfully and, and give you the work. But actually, you know, if there's an industry that you really love working within, yeah then there's no reason why you can't look and explore what's deeper within that industry yes. itself. So, you know, if you love working for the wedding industry, but you don't like talking about cakes and bouquets, for example, what do you like talking about yeah. and who do you specifically help with your words? Um, and, and, I, and I think it's just being totally honest and not going to it, for, going into it from a place of I need the money and more going into it of like how can yeah. I actually offer real service to these people that yeah. are coming to me for, for my expertise. And I think if you can get the balance right there and then have those really good and informative and, and transparent sales conversations when you're discussing what working together would look like then you can only do really well and then actually you get paid really well for the work that you do um you don't have to be taking on work that makes you just feel skanky and horrible and needy and then you got super demanding people yeah exactly you know if you if you if you go into it with an air of certainty and with that air of you know i know what value i bring to the table then there's no never any need for you to feel all salesy and squidgy and work with people quite frankly that you don't want to so yeah. good for you for and it does take a bit of trial and error but you know yeah. if you're willing to put that trial and error time in then the rest of your journey becomes way 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 easier yeah. and you just have yeah. such an amazing time in business so good for you and and you know i was just just keep on figuring out who your people are yeah. and how you can best offer value and, and service and, and the money will follow without a doubt so then plans for the future what are donna's plans next traveling has got to come on india's got to be put on hold for a while i think with with the world upside down as we are um that's gonna be on hold for a little bit but um there are lots of plans for my daughter this year Uh, i've got a whole two weeks in a caravan with her and my mother in the summer plan which i we had the best time last year i think business wise it is just now forging a, a path for words by red kite and putting me on the map as a reliable honest trustworthy woman who will you know deliver you a great service mm-hmm. give it give you a bit of a smile make you laugh um and just and just push forward like that and i think that you know we've just moved house i've got my new office and i'm kind of i'm feeling 
feeling like a grown-up, which I think is a very nice way to be at 47 years. Like, it's taken me a long time to get here, but I feel a bit more like a grown-up. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's brilliant. So a couple of non-businessy questions then, really. What book are you currently reading? Or are you too oh, busy gosh. writing one? No, I'm currently reading. I have two on the go. So I'm rereading Pride and Prejudice for about the 93,000th time. Oh, wow. Um, no, a massive, um, if you've heard of Cormoran Strike, he's J.K. Rowling's creation that she did under the um, pseudonym uh, Robert Galbraith. Oh, right. Um, and he's just the most wonderful character. I absolutely adore him. Um, I have tried to write crime with, you know, considering our background, but no, no chance. Um, so I've got my... some stories for you. I'll, I'll, I'll <laughs> expand that one for you. That's going to need wine. Um, yeah, I, I have, I do have my book that I've written. At the moment, it's called Amber, and it's about a. Um, it's kind of set now, but with a very sort of oldie worldy feel. Um, so that is, um, I've used quite a lot of her in short stories throughout the last five years. Uh, I just need to sit my bottom on a chair and write it. Mm. Um, so that is, I, I promised myself before I'm 50 in 2024 that that book will be finished. Um, and I think other things now are just kind of, you know, I want a great big pink chair for my hallway. I've got a nice big hallway. So that's my next purchase. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're flying off to Malta in May nice. for a week, um, which again, I have paid for with my own t- and, and that's a nice feeling and you know so there's there's some big plans my friend in Canada we're going to go and see her hopefully next year Brilliant. so there's a there's a few things in the part and I think that having this autonomy and having this independent mind now and um I'm, I, I'm more focused and I, I can only really say I feel I feel like I'm, I'm kind of inhabiting my space for the yeah. first time probably Probably since I was a teenager. Now that sounds ridiculous. No, not having, at all. It doesn't. Matter. Well, after having Erin, I got divorced two years after having my daughter Erin, and her dad was a anyway. Moving on, and had eight months of counselling, and it was at that counselling that I started on self awareness and self development. But I was twenty nine, thirty. I'm now forty seven, and I still feel that I, there's lots of improvements to how I analyse, how I reflect, how I think. But yoga has become a really big part. I'm not very good at it, and I don't do it often enough. I forget as well. I get into bed at half past ten at night and think, oh, I've done my yoga. So I don't know how I forget. But last night, I actually got back out of bed at half past ten at night and went and did 25 minutes of yoga with Adrienne and got back into bed about ten past eleven after doing ten minutes of um, nice meditating and thought, oh, why don't I do this every day? Yeah. But I'm... You know, so that that is that is very annoying. But I do I do think that that what I just said then about inhabiting my own space and knowing my own mind and not being prepared to put up with the BS anymore. Um, okay, don't get me wrong, the HRT is going to affect my tolerance because that's never been great anyway. But I'm even more intolerant than I used to be. Um, I do inhabit that space a little better now. I feel more comfortable in my skin. Mm. Um, I don't really mind a little bit of extra weight around my middle. I'm okay with it. It's fine. Yeah, we're becoming friends. <laughs> um, we're becoming friends. Um, my husband made a comment about my short hair recently and said that I really miss your long hair. And I replied with that, I really miss my 26-inch waist. So we've agreed to kind of, you know, stay on the same page with the short hair and just let me be. Um, yeah. But, uh, Yeah. I think your hair looks great short, to be honest. Oh, I, I love, love it short. Really I, yeah, it's all, yeah, yeah so it's much easier. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, do you know what? So good for you, because 
when you re-inhabit yourself and rediscover yourself or even discover yourself if you've never really known who you are it, mm -hmm. it just takes into a whole new sphere i think and yeah um, no, i think as a, i think as a parent it's even worse because i'm watching yeah. my daughter and i i didn't know who i was at 21 i was married at 23 and you know i think to myself gosh she's we're not we're, we're, we're very much programmed to with disney films we get married and there's a prince and it's, oh, it's so exciting and it's just for some it's not they're not the right way and mm -hmm. we're not given i'm not a massive fan of the word empowerment but we're not given the tools as women to to develop our own person to know who we are what makes us tick how we do we want you know that that wonderful film um with julia roberts where she doesn't even know what eggs she likes you know if you're with somebody and you just you just cook for them you eat yeah. what they're eating and it it, it comes down that to that pray, right? love yes that one yeah. but also yeah. she did the bride runaway bride yeah. was the other one Oh, okay. Um, I love it, playing, yeah. But it's it's having that moment when you think to yourself, what do I want? How, mm. Who am I? And and I'm trying to not lecture my daughter, but we're trying to have those conversations when I'm saying, you do not need a boyfriend, girlfriend to make you feel complete. You do not need, we need to get you right, and then you'll be ready to be the best possible person you can stepping into your future. Uh, and I don't want to lecture her, and I don't want to, you know, tap her she'll, she'll live her own life, and I will, yeah. I will pick her up, whatever happens. But it's it's I just feel that we, we we miss a bit with our kids when they're little. Education doesn't fill that mm. gap. They're too busy doing English and maths. It's a massive practical, void. No financials, no practicals. Yeah. Not practical enough sport. Mm. <sighs> anyway, no, I, won't get, I won't get on my soapbox with that. I won't <laughs> get off it. <laughs> Excellent. So, um, no, it's been really great hearing about your journey, um, past and like where, where you are now and looking forward to seeing what Words by Red Kite brings in the future. So where can we get in contact with you, Donna, for to learn more about your work and how people can buy from you? Where can people get in contact with you? Okay, I have my own website, um, wordsbyredkite.co.uk. And also, if you wanted to email me, give me a shout at donna at wordsbyredkite.co.uk. UK. Um, I yeah, I'm normally on LinkedIn and I'm not a big Facebook fan. Don't know why. LinkedIn is normally my uh, my my gig. I'm a bit lazy with my blogs because I'm writing about the people, but I do need to get that sorted out. But yeah, if you want to know a little bit more about me, head to the website uh, Words by Red Kai, and you can uh, have a little see how I've got here, where I am. That's fantastic. So we'll have those in the show notes as well. Um, but thank you so much for your time. Thank you very much for sharing your story and your journey with us, Donna. Uh, and I really look forward to learning more about you and seeing more of your work going forward. And obviously, remember that you don't need to be all guns ablazing all over social 24 seven to mm. be successful in business. Yeah. You know, it's just understanding what, what your aim is and what your goals are and just having a real clear um, set of systems and process to get there. Yeah. You know? Yeah, so well done and thank, thank you very you. much once again. And I'll speak to you soon. Thank you for having me. Thank you.